It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Happy Monday to you. Welcome into a new week. I hope that it's starting off well for you. I hope that you had a good weekend. Got a chance to uh, head out to the Brett Michaels Party Gras Tour on Friday at the Xfinity Center. Some of our lucky winners were there as well. Great show. You could t- you could tell they were still trying to work out exactly what the Party Gras Tour is going to be. That... Uh, this is the first year they've ever done it, and they've only had a few stops on it so far, I believe. But it was it was interesting. I was kind of unfamiliar with where some of those bands were in their history. And Jefferson Starship, I, I don't know if they have anybody that's original to the band Jefferson Airplane anymore. I don't I don't think so. There was uh, one one gentleman who had joined when it was Jefferson Starship, but in the early 70s. And he's still out there rocking it at age 84. But to me, that was an odd, uh, an odd performance. It seemed like a cover band more than it seemed like Jefferson Airplanes slash Jefferson Starship slash Starship. And I guess Starship is a separate band now that Mickey Thomas is out there with Starship. And this group tours is Jefferson Starship. I don't know. You know how it gets all confusing when bands separate like that, but retain some ownership of of the name and the right to play the music. It's all all a bunch of legal stuff. But they, they were still pretty good. It just seemed odd. And then Night Ranger rocking it for their 40th anniversary tour. They were very good. Really, really cool moment when the drummer goes to do a drum solo and all the band joins in on the drum solo. Like, they start hitting all the different drums with him. Really cool. And then Brett Michaels comes out and performs some of the greatest hits of Poison while... Passing off the mic, they kind of alternated between some Poison songs with Brett Michaels and then Sugar Ray songs with Mark McGrath and then Journey songs with Steve Ogieri. It was just kind of a weird format, but very enjoyable. And for some reason, well, I mean, I'm, I know that they're here filming. They're filming the show Pawn Stars here in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. But I guess maybe Rick Harrison is friends with Brett Michaels because he was there to introduce Brett. Which led to me to make the joke on social media that I'm still pretty proud of where I said, you know, we wanted poison. He said, best I could do is a Brett Michaels. <laughs> but that's fine. I knew what we were in for and it was a great, great show. Great idea for a tour. And I'm sure it's only going to get bigger and better as they go on with it each year. So if you went to the show and you want to call in and give your review, 508-996-0500. If 
If you want to talk about some of the things we were discussing on Friday, we'll certainly discuss more of it today with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. He's going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. We will go over the proposed NIP ban. The meeting is tonight with the licensing board to decide whether or not to ban NIPs. Jack wrote a column about that at newbedfordlight.org. He'll come on and talk about that with us later. And then we'll also talk with him about the latest in the New Bedford mayoral race, which is that New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell has said that he is running for re-election. If you listened to our talk with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad on Friday, I asked her if she planned on running. She said that at this time... Her intention is to run for re-election for counselor at large. And then I asked, so that means you're not running for mayor. And she said, I didn't say that. She said a lot could change in the two weeks. At the time, it was about a week and a half. But she said a lot, a lot has changed. A lot could change in the time between then and when the signatures have to be turned in on August 1st. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And I also reached out to Councilor at Large Brian Gomes because as I'm putting together the list of candidates that are running for Councilor at Large, I realized he hasn't taken out papers yet, or at least not the last time that I had checked. So I reached out to him to, to find out if he planned on doing that and if he planned on potentially running for mayor. And his response to me was that everything is under consideration. Lots of people talking. So he could be throwing his hat into the mayoral race. Now, if you remember, the last election, Councillor Gomes was going to run for mayor. If I remember correctly, he was going to run for mayor, but then he decided not to. But then he was still on the ballot, if I have that correct. But he is someone who has been amongst the most popular at-large counselors for many years in the vote count. He's been surpassed by Councillor Abreu, who got the most votes out of anybody the last couple of, of elections. But he's someone who would certainly bring the name value to a race against Mitchell. Now, the article that I wrote on Friday focuses on Council President Morad just because it was part of our discussion with her. But don't count out Councillor Gomes if, if, if he's considering that possibility. I think as it stands right now, Mayor Mitchell easily cruises to re-election. I don't see any of the People who have pulled papers so far, assuming that they all return with enough signatures. But I don't see any of the people who have pulled papers so far being a challenge to the mayor. But I think if Council President Morad gets into the race or Councilor Gomes gets into the race, I know a lot of people say neither one of them would ever get elected mayor. I've heard the phone calls on Friday. I've heard the discussion from our hosts but I do think it would be a much more significant race than what is currently planned. And I also think that with this potential ballot question, which seems like it's going to be 
on the ballot and put up to the people to decide. Maybe Councillor Gomes and, and Council President Morad decide this might be the time. Because if, if it's going to go into effect the next, obviously it won't go into effect this election because the question is going to be on the ballot. But if it passes in two years, those term limits would begin. And as Catherine told us when, when she was talking about it before, it would not be retroactive. So they would be able to start serving those uh, four consecutive terms in the 2025 election. But that doesn't mean that they still might not look at that down the line and say, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into something where I'm going to be in a limited role. I'm going to go run for that four-year mayoral term. Now, keep in mind, too, that term limits for the mayor is something that could be on the table. I found it interesting, though, when... when Catherine was originally talking about it, she, and she has mentioned that she is for term limits for all offices. Council President Morad characterized it on Friday as this is two people organizing an effort to go after her. But then Catherine spoke later on to Barry and said, this is not about her. Even though she mentioned the longtime counselors, when she first talked about why she brought this up, you know, she, she was careful not to mention names when she said that. And it was more about the time in office than it was the people in office. And so she refuted the idea that this was a personal thing against Council President Morad, but rather that she approved, uh, uh, she would want it for all offices. So I didn't know if that meant, because I had asked why they didn't have all elected offices why why was this just a question focusing on the city council instead of saying should all elected officials in new bedford have term limits and that would mean the mayor the city council the assessors and her response was that the lawyer who helped them craft the question suggested just focusing on one office and so I assume that to mean that maybe there would be a further question because knowing she's for term limits that maybe next time the effort is to get mayoral term limits. But she said to Barry, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, maybe someone else will pick up that effort. So you could be, it could be a while before you have to worry about mayoral term limits. But I think that the counselors are probably looking at that eventuality because if I've got to think if that question gets on the ballot, which it looks like it will, the voters are going to approve it. Because I think you'll get people that will call in and say, we have term limits every two years for the city council. It's called an election. And they might feel that way when they call in. They might even feel that way when... They're walking outside of a, of a store and Catherine or Paul or one of their volunteers asks them to sign it. But when you're sitting there in the ballot box, uh, in the uh, voting booth, and the ballot's in front of you with the question on it, you might think to yourself, yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it, it is a good idea. And I think that the current political climate in general 
would have people thinking that term limits are necessary. And term limits are, as much as Catherine might say differently, people are going to look at this as something that is specifically targeting the two longtime counselors. Now, some of the other counselors who have been there for a while, will they stick it out another eight years? Maybe. It's been discussed that, you know, Counselor Abreu might go on to run for higher office. Plus, he's running a business. You know, just looking at the at-large counselors, Counselor Burgo is still in his first term. Counselor Carney, I think, is someone who has been there for a while, but still could be there for a while more. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what the climate is around this race, too, because as, as I mentioned in the story, and this has been discussed on the air, you also have Ward 5 Counselor Scott Lima now running for an at-large position. And that does lead to the question that most of us here have been asking is, what does he know? Does he know something? Because all but one of his colleagues who are at large have said that they are running for re-election. So I guess that would come down to Councillor Gomes. I can't imagine he wouldn't run for that position as well as run for mayor. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. You can also send us app chat messages via the WBSM app. Uh, if you haven't downloaded that already, I highly recommend that you do. You can get live traffic, live weather, breaking news alerts, hear our streaming audio, get our podcasts. Everything WBSM is available through that app, and it's brought to you by South Coast Towing. You can get it free wherever you get your apps from, if that be your App Store or Google Play or I don't know what they call it for Windows Phone. I think they just use the, the Play Store, right? And, of course, if you can't find it there, just go to WBSM.com and there is a Listen tab at the top. Click on that. And one of the options is to have the app sent directly to your email. And as I always say, if you still have trouble after that, reach out to me. Tim at WBSM.com. I'll either send you the link directly or I'll work with you to make sure that you can get it on your device because it is that important to have the WBSM app. And I believe in it that much. It's a damn good app. I've had other radio station apps on my phone in the past. And most of them are just a delivery mechanism for a live stream. Not with us, though. With us, there's all kinds of options. There are all kinds of neat things that make it worth having, even if you're not listening to WBSM. Which if you're not, you just didn't even hear me mention that. So, But if you have friends or family that are like, ah, I don't like to listen to the talk radio, but get them to download the app anyway, because they'll get all of our stories and all of our information there. Uh, one other thing too that we can talk about is the arrest that was made in connection with the shooting of a New Bedford police detective a week ago. That arrest happened last night, yesterday afternoon, rather. But the investigation does remain ongoing. 
Now, as you know, there was somebody who was taken to the hospital with a gunshot to the foot. So there's more details that are still to come out. The arraignment of the suspect is today. So we'll see if any more details come out as a result of that. But for now, we can say that Detective Gilbert is home. He was released from the hospital on Friday, although he will have to return for a future procedure. But he is home and a suspect charged in connection is in jail, awaiting arraignment today. 508-996-0500. Going to take my first break of the hour and be back in a few more. still in existence. It, it still exists now, but it's an online radio station. I can mention it because it's not, it's not competition. But now it's, uh, now it's an online thing. And uh, Mike behind the mic, Callahan, does a great job keeping it alive with all the original imaging and bumpers and all that kind of stuff, all the jingles that you remember. But when they were still a real radio station, they would have their summer concert series where originally it was at City Hall Plaza and then it moved over to the Hat Shell. But I liked it better at, at City Hall Plaza. And one of the acts that I saw, because we used to go up every Saturday when, when, you know, when I was a kid, one of the acts that I saw was Pat Upton, the lead singer of Spiral Staircase. And seeing him perform that song live kind of blows me away because he's just great vocals in that song. And those, those were awesome shows to go to see because at that time, a lot of those performers from, from the 60s, they were only in their 50s at that time. So they were still pretty spry. And I remember one of the best shows I ever saw in my life. And I don't even know that they were the whole performance. I think it was like one of those shows where they had a couple of different groups. I think so, yeah. Because I think it was uh, Jay, Jay and the Techniques. You know, Apple Peaches, Pumpkin Pie, that song. Um, so maybe some other people. But also Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. One of the best performances I've ever seen. Anyway, it's time to go now into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Excessive heat warnings are being extended throughout parts of the U.S. at least through the midweek. Alerts affected tens of millions of Americans over the weekend, while dangerous level temperatures hit the west and south. Meantime, the heat is also impacting Europe and Asia, putting the world on track for the hottest month ever recorded. The Justice Department is giving Texas an ultimatum. Remove a floating barrier from the Rio Grande or get sued. At issue is a floating border barrier made of large buoys anchored to the river river at an area called Eagle Pass. The Justice Department is giving the governor, Greg Abbott, until this afternoon to confirm he's received the letter and to commit to removing the barrier. 
President Biden is urging Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu not to rush his judicial overhaul plan. In a statement to Axios on Sunday, Biden noted he's concerned about the law that would limit the power of Israel's Supreme Court and its potential implications. Tens of thousands of protesters, both for and against the reform, have taken to the streets in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv for months. Elon Musk has rebranded Twitter into X. The owner of the social media platform made the announcement in a pair of tweets early Sunday. The first tweet saying, soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. The change has now been made with the X logo appearing on the homepage. Add this to the long list of things doctors never imagined to having to tell patients. Don't eat or drink borax. Mark Mayfield explains. A TikTok trend is suggesting that adding a pinch of 20 Mule Team Borax to water can help relieve joint pain. Many of these same TikTok videos claim that taking a bath while soaking in borax helps detoxify the body. Doctors say consuming borax can cause blue-green vomit or diarrhea and can eventually lead to anemia and seizures. Soaking in borax can lead to rashes, according to doctors. Borax is found in laundry detergent and is also packaged on its own as a cleaning product. The main ingredient in borax is also used to exterminate insects, such as ants and cockroaches. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least six people are dead following a series of weekend shootings in the Chicago area. The violence began Friday when a man was fatally shot during an armed robbery. Since then, more than 20 others were injured in shootings, with victims ranging from the ages of 13 to 64. UPS and the Teamsters Union will return to the bargaining table this week. Contract negotiations that will resume Tuesday are aimed at averting a strike by 340,000 UPS workers. The Teamsters' five-year labor deal with the shipping giant expires at the end of the month. And we're officially now in Shark Week, the Discovery Channel's annual celebration of the ocean's apex predator. It's the event... It's the television event's 25th year, and this time it features host Jason Momoa of Aquaman fame. The shows can be watched on the Discovery Channel or streamed on Discovery Plus and Max. Programming starts each night at 8 p.m. Speaking of programming and sports, the Red Sox hammered out a 6-1 win against the Mets last night. The Sox will host the Braves tomorrow at Fenway Park. First pitch at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect a mixture of sun and clouds as we head through the day with a high reaching of about 83 degrees, but it is going to be humid today. Overnight tonight, we're going to see partly cloudy skies and humid still with a low of 70 degrees. And for your Tuesday, sunshine with increasing clouds. That humidity is hanging with us for the week. We do have a 20% chance of a spot shower possible. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 66 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Right here on WBSM.
mentioned earlier, I, I saw Mitch Ryder live, and you can't say Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. you got to say Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. And uh, he came out in, I think it was August that we saw the show, and he came out in a black leather jacket. I forget if he had leather pants on or jeans, but uh, they were black either way. Uh, black motorcycle gloves on with the fingers cut off, sunglasses, hair slicked back. And I'm like, that's cool. It's not cool. It's the opposite of cool when you're wearing all that black and all that leather on stage in the summertime, but it still shows how cool of a guy that he is. So uh, definitely worth checking out Mitch Ryder. The Detroit Wheels, if you haven't done a deep dive into some of their catalog, beyond just, say, Devil with a Blue Dress and Good Golly Miss Molly and that stuff. Uh, so going, you know, you heard Adam mention in, in the news that uh, Twitter is being rebranded as, as X or The X. And this is just another example of Elon Musk not being able to help himself from tinkering where it doesn't necessarily need to be done. Certain things, you know, deserved an overhaul with Twitter for sure. But I don't know that the, the name and the logo were one of them because think of this. Think of what he has just done. For everybody that has a website that mentions their social media. Everybody that has a website that mentions their social media has icons for that social media on that page. And now everybody's Twitter icon has been rendered irrelevant. And if you wanted to call it something different, you should have started your own. Instead of rebranding it. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get why you would take one of the most recognizable brands. Granted, it needed work. It needed help. Some of that help could have been better suited for the user experience instead of Elon Musk's ego or whatever agenda he's trying to push. Still waiting for that edit button without having to pay for it. But I don't think it needed to be rebranded completely. And, and how does that work? Oh, did you read what this person X'd out? If we're going to be, are we, are we no longer Twitter users? Are we now X-Men? One of the best memes I saw was the, uh, the pet shop scene from Monty Python. Holding the Twitter logo saying, you know, this bird is no more. So I don't, I don't get why. I mean, I get why, because he can't just leave things as they are. But I don't know why you would change what the entire language and, and verbiage has become around this app. 
If you wanted a cooler logo, you could have come up with a cooler logo that maybe didn't involve the bird. I never really liked the bird anyway. But to to have to change the way that it's been, I don't know. Just further reason not to use it for me as far as I'm concerned. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, we are talking not only about that, but we were talking before about two things that we'll discuss with Jack Spillane for sure in the 8 o'clock hour. The mayoral race in New Bedford coming up this November. And I guess October because it'll be a preliminary. If all those, or if at least two of those potential candidates running against Mayor Mitchell return their signatures. And then also the proposed NIP ban. That meeting is tonight of the licensing board to discuss that potential ban on the sale of NIPs. And over the past couple of weeks, we've heard from both sides, people who say, you know, it's about time. Get rid of them. They are a blight. They just show up everywhere. People are drinking and driving because of them. And then on the other side, people who are saying, well, don't blame the responsible users for people that are irresponsible. Don't ban the product because some people don't know how to use it properly. Don't take away the rights of store owners to carry this product because some people can't use it properly. Now in Fairhaven, they've already agreed to ban nips, but that happened through town meeting. From the people, this decision is going to be made by the licensing board. I think if you put it to the people in New Bedford, I don't know that they would vote to ban nips. The same way I don't think they would have voted to ban plastic bags. Another one of those things where more people are responsible with them than not but they have to suffer because of those who, who aren't. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a bit. morning and uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to get involved in the discussion a, a very interesting story that uh, was posted by WCVB this is something that 
I'm surprised isn't happening more often. This, uh, this comes from WCVB.com. A former employee of a Massachusetts town who is accused of leeching thousands of dollars worth of electricity to run a cryptocurrency mine secretly built inside of a school's crawl space is expected to return to court today. Nadia M. Nahas pleaded not guilty in February to charges including fraudulent use of electricity and vandalizing a school. Uh, in December of 2021, school staff called Cohasset Police after finding multiple computers, wires, and ventilation equipment inside a crawl space in the building that houses Cohasset Middle and High School. Police say the town's IT director recognized the setup as a crypto mine, and town investigators enlisted the help of the Department of Homeland Security to remove the equipment and examine it. So it turns out that uh, Nahas was running this crypto mine for eight months, racking up at least $17,492 in electricity. And he was the town's assistant facilities director. So crypto mining is a large energy consumer. $17,000 worth of electricity in eight months. So think about that. What, what did you pay for electricity when it was at its height? People were calling in saying they were paying $800 a month for their whole house. So let's just, let's just put that as like the max. That's just, a, it's just about $2,000 over. $800 a month for those eight months that you were paying to run your whole house, which I'm assuming is a large house if, you're, if your electricity was that much. And he was running just that in a crawl space. I mean, it's good that he had the ventilation equipment up there or else that stuff would have overheated quickly. But how did it take that long for someone to discover what was going on? And they discovered it because they found the physical equipment. Not because somebody looked at the bill and said, why did our electricity jump so high? But like I said, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. When you think about, I don't know if they still have computer labs in schools. I don't know if that's a thing anymore because every kid brings a computer with them to school. But I remember going to UMass Dartmouth and they had the computer lab in the basement of the library. I went there every day. That's how I accessed the internet till I got a computer at home. And I would, I would spend hours down there. So imagine somebody after hours going in there and turning that into a crypto mine. <laughs> but that's one thing. That's, that'd be building it out of the computers that already exist. This, this person built their own crypto mine in a crawl space. I mean, in a way, it's, it's criminally genius, except for why'd you leave the wires out where people could find them? Like, what, what was your setup? Or were you not thinking long game? Were you just thinking, I'll do this for until I get caught and try to rack up as much as I can? But if he racked up $17,000 in electricity, almost $18,000 in electricity, I wonder how much he racked up in crypto. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that case. It's, uh, it's very interesting. He did resign his position with the town of Cohasset in March of 2022. So maybe 
Maybe he made enough off of this that he felt like, hey, I can walk away from this job. I'm going to get fired anyway. What's, what's the most you've gotten away with at work? I mean, I've, I've spent years working in a kitchen and I would bring my laptop in and I would do all the stuff I needed to do for Spooky South Coast in the back between cooking breakfast orders, updating the website, creating social media posts. I wrote articles for the Standard Times back there. I would bring in my computer and I would write my whole column so that when I got home, I didn't have to do it and I could just take a nap. I mean, I, I, I looked at it as I had the time. I know there was something else I could have been doing for the place I was working, but at least I was doing something. At least I wasn't sitting down at the counter out front like all the other staff members that are hanging out back smoking. But that's probably the worst. But I'd be interested in hearing yours. 508-996-0500. I also want to know, how'd you sleep last night? Knowing what you did at work. How did you sleep last night? I'm sure, I'm sure you slept fine as a result of that, but maybe not so well because of the shape and the texture and the, the setup of your mattress. Maybe it's time to get a new one. Or maybe you got a new one and it's just not the right one. No matter what it is, head on down to Worley Beds Factory Outlet on Pope's Island in New Bedford because they will find the perfect mattress for you. They're not only made in the USA. They're not only made in Massachusetts. They're not only made in New Bedford. They're made right there in the Worley Beds building. You can actually tour the factory where they make the mattresses and see them hand-sewing the mattresses that you will be able to buy. It's a commitment to quality that's been going on for about 70 years and it will keep on going for the next 70. They've got all kinds of mattresses, all the different bells and whistles that you see in some of the other mattresses that are out there. They have all of those at Whirly Beds. That's how they can find the right mattress for you. Go in there. Talk with Patrick or Martha or any of the sales team over there and, and get a consult on how to really get a good night's sleep. Find the mattress that perfectly fits the way that you sleep or the way that you wish you were sleeping. And they'll always make sure that you get a great deal because, again, made in America, made in Massachusetts, made in New Bedford, made right there at Worley Beds Factory Outlet on Pope's Island in New Bedford. All right, I got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. And in just about a moment, we're going to be going into the newsroom. We'll get all the national and international headlines from ABC News, all the local headlines with Adam Bass in the WBSM newsroom. And we'll take more of your calls on the other side at 508-996-0500. You can also send in those app chat messages via the WBSM app. Or you can send in open line voicemails. Super easy to just open that up, record a voicemail, send it over to us, and then we can play it on the air. Just make sure you keep it appropriate for air. The same way that you would on the phone, please do the same thing with the open line voicemails. Also, in the 8 o'clock hour, Jax Blaine of New Bedford Light will join us. We will talk about his 